Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We left Andrew Ivins. We were talking a little bit about Florida State, uh, some of the things that they're doing up there with Coach Norvell, uh, recruiting uh, as the season uh, is about to begin. Uh, very tough schedule. Uh, no getting around it. Uh, somebody who's on top of FSU year-round uh, from uh, Knowles 247 is Chris Nee, and he's kind enough to join us. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. Haven't talked to you in a while. I uh, hope everything's well. Hope your summer was good. Yep, yep. Everything's going good. Hope you're doing as well. Ah, sorry, I think we're doing good as well, Blue. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Doing well. Uh, and, and, you know, I had an opportunity to, to watch a lot of teams this year and a lot of players. And, you know, as, as we look at some of the recruiting that's going on at Miami and Florida with guys who came under the, uh, the Nick Saban tree and then, in um, and Dabo Swinney's, uh, obviously with, uh, Napier, you have Florida state. This is a program that obviously, uh, right now is trying to find a direction, but recruiting wise, as Andrew pointed out, uh, what they're doing is trying to build a fortress and trying with kids like Lucas Simmons and, and Roderick Kearney, uh, two big guys up front that are going to give FSU some identity as far as having a big man. And then they went and got a few other kids like the Singleton kid, I think, the, the world of. What do you think about the recruiting right now? I mean, obviously it wasn't very good last year or the year before. But as they're heading into 2022, where, where do you think they're at as far as recruiting? I think they're doing a good job of kind of picking their punches. They've done a good job of addressing needs, especially on the offensive and defensive lines. That's where they've had the most success in recruiting in their time here. Those are the positions they've done the best job of overhauling in their time here. You know, this year's class, Keldrick Falk on the defensive line is a really good one. Keith Sampson up in North Carolina, a really good interior guy. You mentioned the two offensive linemen, Lucas Simmons and Rod Kearney. Those are both guys that are going to help them on the offensive line. They've done a very good job in that sense. Uh, Hakeem Williams is a good example of them picking punches. They can't compete for a lot of top-tier offensive skill kids. They haven't done enough offensively in recent years to be super appealing to those kids. Plus, they're not that competitive in the NIL realm compared to some others. So in Hakeem's case, they have a shot there. They've built a great relationship. They can do what needs to be done in order to land him in Tallahassee. They're competing with the likes of Georgia and Texas A&M. Obviously, Miami and Pitt are also in that. But I think they've done a good job of figuring out when they can compete for a kid and when they have to kind of walk. And they've done a good job of finding some really good talent. And the other thing they've done effectively in their entire time here, and I expect them to do again in this cycle, is finding some immediate help via the portal. They've done a good job of addressing needs and improving their roster via the portal. Best player on the whole roster this year is probably Jamie Robinson. He's a kid that they got from South Carolina via the portal. Obviously, last year, Jermaine Johnson they got from Georgia is a good example. So those are kind of the ways they've done it. You know, ranking-wise, their class is, I think, 34th right now in our rankings. If they add Tavian Gadsden and Blake Nicholson here, that's another defensive lineman and linebacker in the next 7 to 10 days or so. I think they'll be up to around 20 to 25. That's sort of where I expect them to compete right now, barring them doing something on the field to kind of improve their stock with offensive skill players. You know, Chris, the four guys that I've watched – 
you know, play with Lamont Green Jr., you know, since he was in eighth grade. Uh, a kid who's a legacy kid, but somebody who could, you know, I don't know if he's a plug-and-play kid. He, he may be a year away. He still has to learn more about the game. Obviously, his dad being a big influence and in teaching him a lot. Samuel Singleton, who I think the world of. Kid's quick. Uh, he's got great vision. Um, I think he, he probably wasn't rated as highly as a lot of those guys coming into his uh, junior year, so he didn't get a lot of those those looks, but I, I think he's really, really good. And the two guys that I think are going to be wor- work out as gems, I love the kid Van Trevious Jacobs. I watched him when he was you know playing in in Fort Pierce, and then he made, made the move to Vero Beach. I, I think the world to him and, and Darren Lawrence, uh, who comes from a winning stock over at uh, Seminole, Sanford Seminole. Uh, talk about those four, because I think those four, being Florida kids and being guys that got some visibility in the in the off season could really come in next year and and, and make a push to to get into that uh, depth chart yeah i i agree wholeheartedly with you especially when it comes to jacobs i think jacobs is a special kid he, he just he's super consistent at catching the ball he's coming from a pass heavy offense there at vero beach he's very productive he does a great job high pointing the ball he's a very good athlete down the field I just think he's a heck of a receiver for a school that struggled mightily in recent years to get talented receivers from the high school ranks. I mean, last year they got none. They had to go with four via the portal to build a receiver class. Jacobs is a massive get. Goldie Lawrence, as you mentioned, Sanford Seminole, excellent program. All they do is win and compete for state titles. There's a reason for that. You like guys that come out of a program of that type. Sam Singleton's kind of a track kid, get north-south, one-cut, go. Really, really fast, good top-end speed. And then Lamont Green Jr. is a kid who, in part because of his father and the fact he was a high-level recruit, good player in college, brief time in the pros and has coached in the high school ranks. Uh, Lamont's a well-developed kid. He's worked really, really hard at his craft. He's going to come into college pretty prepared to compete in the practice setting, which should help him get on the field sooner rather than later. I think that helps him. I do think that's been kind of a continuous theme with them. They try to get players, especially trench men, that come out of good programs and who are well-developed, not guys that are going to need a ton of development at the college level in the sense of going from being super raw to a capable college player. And That's one reason I think they've started to turn the corner with what they have in the trenches on each side of the ball. And the strength of this year's team is going to be that defensive line, again, kind of like it was last year. I just I think it speaks to how they go about assembling a team. Some people begin on the back end, FSU begins in the trenches, which is a reversal of what they once were, but it's definitely where the Michael Belford has been. No doubt. Chris Nee joins us, Knowles 247. And you look at the schedule, and after Duquesne, it's murderer's row plus. I mean, LSU... Louisville, uh, Boston College, which is always a, a formidable team. Wake Forest, which has kind of really turned their program around. NC State, which is picked to be in the top level of uh, the ACC this year. Clemson, uh, no easy task. Georgia Tech, obviously, Jeff Collins has done a great job. And then the Miami game and, you know, Syracuse and then the Gators at the end of the year. Talk about this schedule and uh, what you expect. Yeah, you know, people ask, do I think they're going to be better? The answer is pretty consistently yes. The issue is I think the ACC Atlantic is a pretty damn good football division. So it's going to be a tough task for FSU to navigate that. That October stretch, which begins with Wake Forest, so open October, and then they go to at NC State and they host Clemson over a three-week period, that's going to be the proving ground. They have to have some success in that stretch. It's very 
easy to say that two of those three teams are certainly thought to be better than FSU. And I think Wake is one that most people would say they think is better than FSU on paper in the preseason going into the year. So they have to make a little noise there. You know, it doesn't start easy. Well, they open with Duquesne, and that is a warm-up game. They have to travel to New Orleans to the Superdome, you know, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, whatever it's called these days, in their backyard of Baton Rouge and New Orleans. And that's not going to be an easy task. I know LSU's breaking in a new coach, a lot of new players on their roster. But Brian Kelly can coach and LSU can recruit. So it's not going to be an easy task for FSU out of the gate there. Um, it really, there's never a stretch for FSU where you're like, man, they got two games in a row that are super winnable, very easy. They don't have that this year. There's never a point where that happens for them. You know, say they go and they open 2-0 and and they beat LSU. They then get a bye week to feel all good about themselves. And then they have to travel to Louisville, who I think most people kind of think them and FSU are comparable in the sense of where you're going to pick them in the ACC Atlantic. They have to go to Louisville on a Friday night for a red owl, a place where FSU hasn't played particularly well in recent visits. Not an easy task. And it just kind of, you know, as you trend into late September and October and November, there's never that point. They do have the bye week before Georgia Tech. That's probably the easiest stretch of their season. But then they hit the road and they go to Miami next week. So, you know, it never stacks up where, no. man, they really have a great chance here to go 2-0, 3-0, 4-0 in this stretch where it sets them up for some real success and maybe – build some momentum. They're going to have to prove themselves out of the gate and keep doing it throughout the year if they want to turn it around from a record yeah. standpoint. I, w- I would say there's no Jacksonville State on the roster, but that's a- on the uh, schedule, but that doesn't bode very well. Uh, Chris, let everybody know uh, how they can follow you, because it's going to be an exciting year, uh, any way you look at it. Knowles247.com is the website. Our Twitter is Knowles247. My personal one C-N-E-E 24-7. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Knowles 24-7 on there. Good stuff. You know, we'll catch up with you plenty. Thanks so much. Uh, Keep well, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. Thank you, Blue. Good stuff. Chris Nee uh, covers FSU and has covered him for a long time. He's a realist. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.